You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, we'll preview the season with Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, longtime reporter covering the SEC for SI.com. The media guides will get his thoughts on Georgia and Alabama. Are they the two teams to beat this year? Also, we will go around the conference. We'll hear from Lane Kiffin as his team reaches the 100% vaccination status and a few injuries to some offensive linemen at Georgia and Arkansas and also some tidbits all across the conference from Alabama, South Carolina, LSU, Tennessee, and more. All of that coming your way. I am Chris Gordy. Be sure to follow Locked on SEC for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this show as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, let's do it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start at Georgia. Their offensive line group going through a little adjustment as starting center Warren Erickson suffered a hand injury. Cedric Van Pran is expected to be the primary replacement. The Athletic says they could rotate some other young guys in there. Erickson played nine games last year, started against Missouri. He started at center in the Peach Bowl back in January. Austin Blasky and Cameron Kinney are others who could compete at that center spot, but uh, never good when you lose a key offensive lineman to an injury. No timetable yet on when he will return. Over at Arkansas, they reportedly suffered their first injury of fall camp as Hogs center Ricky Stromberg suffered a knee injury to his MCL. A source said it was not torn, and a timetable for his return is not known at this time. The Arkansas Democrat Gazette reports Ty Clary who's been working at right guard, shifted back to center, a place where he started the past two years. Bo Limmer stepped in at right guard. The junior Stromberg has 19 career starts in his career. Meanwhile, a pair of Razorback coaches on Sam Pittman's staff got contract extensions and a bump in pay. According to Whole Hog Sports, DB's coach Sam Carter and running backs coach Jimmy Smith were both extended an extra year through February 2023. And they both got pay increases, nearly an extra 100K for each. Smith has a lot to work with with Traylon Smith in the backfield, while Carter gets to work with Hudson Clark, Monteric Black, and Greg Brooks in the secondary. Over at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin spoke with the media yesterday and talked about the news that his football team is 100% fully vaccinated, the first team in the SEC to become fully vaxxed. Here was Lane Kiffin. I just think as it got closer to that, kids saw, you know, the reasons that everybody else was doing it for their team and, you know, I don't want to get into to, you know, a big argument about what's right and wrong, but I think it's irresponsible not to, so I know I'll be criticized for that, but you know, you're impacting people's ability to play the games on certain weeks and getting shut down, so you know, <clears throat> this is not a normal job where you can just stay at home and zoom in. Lane Kiffin never shy with words. Now, also at Ole Miss, they are hoping to improve their defense this upcoming season as the Rebels gave up an SEC worst 38 points per game and almost 520 yards uh, per game last season. Athlon Sports, they released a quote from an anonymous SEC coach who said, they just don't look SEC, honestly. We judge that by looking at the front seven, and there's not size or grit. 
They were light on the edges. I'm not sure there's a bigger gap between two sides of the ball in the league. So let's see if Ole Miss defense takes that as a challenge, maybe uses that as a little bulletin board material. Over at Alabama, wide receiver John Mechie met with reporters yesterday, was asked how Bryce Young is adapting as the new starting quarterback. Mechie said, Bryce has a good ability to extend plays with his feet and definitely helps the receivers get open and make more plays. Mechie averaged over 16 yards a catch last year, totaling over 900 yards and six touchdowns. We'll see what Mechie and Bryce Young can do this year. Meanwhile, Alabama running back Brian Robinson Jr. talking with reporters yesterday said he has a different style from last season's rusher, Najee Harris. Robinson told reporters, I have my own style on how I run the ball. Not really a big hurdle guy. I like to break tackles and make people miss. So we'll see what Brian Robinson does getting his opportunity to be the Bama starting running back this year. Over at Auburn, new defensive coordinator Derek Mason speaking with the media as fall camp is underway. And Mason said he's been very impressed with the defensive backs. Mason said he thinks Roger McCreary is the alpha of the group. Senior DB played in 30 games for the Tigers, has recorded 86 tackles, four interceptions, 22 pass breakups. Meanwhile, new Auburn offensive coordinator Mike Bobo said he has been very impressed with what he's seen so far from quarterback Bo Nix. Bobo singled out Nix's work ethic, said he's an ultimate competitor, and he added Nix has made a lot of improvement in the time since he has been there. Over at Tennessee, offensive lineman Dane Davis, speaking with reporters, talked about how much he and his teammates really love new head coach Josh Heupel. Says it is a stark contrast to Jeremy Pruitt's staff and practice, which he called antagonizing. Said it was a chore going to practice last year. Davis added, there's no more Mondays around here. So Josh Heupel got everybody Tennessee a little bit more excited and happy. Smiles on their faces. Wasn't so much under Jeremy Pruitt. Over at LSU, former four-star defensive lineman Eric Taylor has left the program intending to transfer, according to reports. Taylor is an Alabama native, was the 29th defensive tackle in the country. He redshirted last season, but has decided to hit the transfer portal. We'll see where he ends up. Meanwhile, LSU wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte, speaking with the media yesterday, said new offensive coordinator, Jake Peets and passing game coordinator DJ Mangus have come in with a great plan, and they are holding the receivers to a high standard. Ute caught 45 passes for over 700 yards last year, most notably a 300-yard game in the season finale against Ole Miss. Over at Florida, tight ends coach Tim Brewster said yesterday that redshirt senior Kamori Gamble has the potential to be one of the best tight ends in the SEC. He also said Jonathan Odom has made a big leap as well. The Gators looking to replace the production of star tight end Kyle Pitts last year, who went top five in the NFL draft. Over in South Carolina, running back Marshawn Lloyd is back after missing his freshman season last year with an ACL injury. Lloyd said yesterday, it's time for me to step up. Kevin Harris was the leading rusher in the SEC, but I feel like it's time for me to step up as well. A one-two punch of Kevin Harris and Marshawn Lloyd this year could be one of the best in the nation, let alone the SEC. Meanwhile, Kevin Harris, speaking with reporters yesterday, said he's still waiting on full clearance so he can return to practice. He's not sure about the timing, but he is confident he'll be back in time for the Gamecocks season opener against Eastern Illinois on September 4th. Over Kentucky, suspended wide receivers coach Jovan Booknight made a plea in his DUI case in district court yesterday. Booknight pleaded guilty to driving over the speed limit and possession of an open al- alcoholic beverage. 
but his DUI charge was dismissed. He remains on unpaid suspension, but we'll see if he is back soon. Over at Missouri, we told you yesterday they are hiring UNLV Athletic Director Desiree Reed-Francois as their new athletic director. On Monday, following the Tigers' latest fall practice, head coach Eli Drinkwitz said, I'm very excited about what she's going to bring to the table. She'll bring a fresh perspective, fresh eyes, fresh ideas. I'm looking forward to get to work with her. Yesterday, Rivals.com, they bumped 2023 quarterback recruit Arch Manning up to the number one overall recruit in the country. He was already one of the top quarterbacks, but now he's the number one overall prospect. According to Rivals, the 16-year-old was in Canton, Ohio over the weekend as Uncle Peyton was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Arch has a lot of buzz surrounding his future, so he grew a crowd, uh, drew a crowd this past weekend, signing autographs for several fans. Reminder, he is just 16 years old, but I guess go ahead and get his autograph now just in case he blows up as big as his uncles and grandfather did. Arch being courted by nearly every school in the SEC. And lastly, ESPN announced yesterday the replacement for Maria Taylor on ABC's Saturday Night Football. Veteran reporter Holly Rowe will replace Taylor on the sidelines on the Saturday primetime national game, joining Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet on the broadcast. As somebody who's had the chance to work with Holly Rowe on the sidelines many years ago, I could say she is genuinely one of the nicest people out there. Congrats to her on the new gig. And there you have it. That is Around the Conference. When we return, our conversation with Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart. That's next. Bet online now is the time for you guys to get in. College football is right around the corner. We'll have games at the end of this month. Make sure you're registered and ready to go on Bet Online. They have got you covered with all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Before the next game and before the season, uh, the next football season starts, you want to go over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. And if you head over there right now, you can do so on your mobile device. Sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. That's L O C K E D O N. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's your chance to get into the game. Bet online. They are your online sportsbook experts. College football season almost upon us, and it's always good to catch up with this guy, one of the best when it comes to covering college football. He is Mr. College Football, Mr. CFB on Twitter, and of course writing for the media guides over at SI.com. Tony Barnhart sits down with us. Tony, good to see you, man. Well, I tell you what, it is great to be seen and to be here after after missing out on this event last year. It's kind of like a family reunion that you didn't have. And you missed it, and now you get to see everybody. So there's a lot of energy in this room, a lot of fun. I hope this comes across as a compliment, but you look the same you've looked for about <laughs> 10 years now. Like, you don't really age. Oh, so. bless your heart. <laughs> bless your heart. I, only my hairdresser knows for sure. Okay. That's exactly. Yeah, I see Nick Saban walking around. I think uh, I think he's doing the same thing with the hair, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, thoughts overall on, on this upcoming season? I mean, you know, the stage is set for Georgia, and obviously – Rightfully so. They, they caught so much momentum once JT Daniels took over a quarterback last year, and they bring so much back, and very talented team. But it doesn't feel like, you know, you get rid of Mark Rigg because you want to take that next step. You right. want to get to the next level. And yep. they kind of got there a few years ago, got to the championship, lost in a heartbreaking fashion to Bama. But doesn't it feel like Kirby, come on, man, like you got to get back to the playoff here. Well, I, I, the expectations are off out of, out of, you know, out of sight. Everywhere I go in the state of Georgia, People ask me about the Georgia Bulldogs and says, 
I told somebody the other day, how good is Georgia going to be? I said, I said they are good enough to win every single game they play. But, yeah, are they going to get in the playoffs? I said, well, <laughs> if they win every game they play, I think it's a pretty good chance they will. But, yeah, the expectations are off, out of sight. But, you know, a wise coach once told me the job of the head coach is to put his team in a position to win. Yeah. And if you do that enough times, you will win. You will find a way to win. Uh, obviously, in 2017 – Tua converts a second and 26, and the rest is history. Uh, and so Georgia's been in position to win over the years, but they haven't won it. And yeah. so the pressure the pressure's on. But to, I will say this. To Kirby Smart's credit, when he came here yesterday, he embraced the expectations, which I think is the smart thing to do. Sure. Don't say, well, we shouldn't be rated that. No. No, we should be rated that high. <laughs> Why is everybody talking about us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and you, you and your players have to embrace those expectations. So we'll see. In your mind, um, who is best set to compete with them in the East? We know Florida does it. They've done it. They did it last year. Right. They had Kyle Trask. They lose a lot. They reset with Emory Jones. But we know Dan Mullen's a very good coach. Uh, seems like a lot of people may be discounting them. And then Kentucky, don't look now, but Mark Stoops always has good defenses. If they get that quarterback thing figured out, maybe they could play some spoiler. Well, I almost – I did not have the courage. I almost did, but I, I did not have the courage – to pull the trigger and move Kentucky into the second spot, which I was very tempted to do for the reasons you just mentioned. But let's let's start with Florida. Uh, you mentioned Emory Jones. Emory Jones, a defense that was just not very good. Yeah. 31 points a game, 50 points over the last two games each. Uh, so they got to get better. They just simply can't be as bad. And the Florida people tell me they're going to be better. <laughs> so that's where it starts. Can Emory Jones be an every-down SEC quarterback? Mullen, Dan Mullen's got a great track record of doing it with the quarterback that's right in front of him. Yeah. So we shall see. So for that, those reasons, I, I didn't, I didn't put Florida number two, but I got Kentucky three. And if they find the quarterback, and if the, the off, you know, remember, they're starting with a brand new 21st century offense. He hires Liam Cohen from the Rams to install that Sean McVay uh, offense. Is that going to work? Sometimes it backfires on you, but I, I like Kentucky and then I like Missouri. So, I've, yeah, I've got Alabama. I've got uh, Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, and Missouri. I was going to say, I guess we can't sleep on Missouri either. They kind of surprised us in Eli Drinkwood's first year last year. They beat LSU. Nobody had that one. I mean, they, we'll see. Connor Bazelak in year two. We'll see if he takes that next step and continues to develop. Over on the west side, Alabama, we, we, we become just accustomed because Nick is so good at what he does. Staff turnover, doesn't matter. New coordinators, doesn't matter. Tons of players off to the draft, doesn't matter. I mean, he, he seems to be able to reload this thing every year. My one question, though, Tony, is, is there a year where it doesn't work? Yeah. yeah. Is there a year where not everything just goes sunshine and rainbows right. in Tuscaloosa? Exactly. I mean, I could see a situation where maybe Bryce Young isn't, you know, mm -hmm. the best of the best settling in there. I don't know. I just, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. I just feel like, there's got to be a year that happens, right? You, you would think the odds would eventually catch it. Because <laughs> logically, logically, Nick Saban should not be able – should not be doing what he's doing. Right. Logically, there should be some sort of dip. Logically, you know, the, you, you, you had all this success, but you, you're stockpiled with great players. And so these great players, well, I'm going to go somewhere else. Right. I don't want to – you would think that eventually – because it catches up to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Why doesn't it catch up to, to Nick Saban? Here's the thing about Alabama. There's no way, my opinion strictly, there is no way Alabama can be as good this year as they were last year. Right. 
10 NFL, NFL draft choices, six in the first round, Heisman Trophy winner, best offensive line in college football, first-round quarterback, first-round run, on and on and on. But when you sit there and look at it, they, they could drop down a notch or two notches or three notches and still be better than everybody they're going to play. <laughs> so the question is, even if they do sag, even if they do drop, like you said, will they still keep beating? They just won't beat people so badly. More with Tony Barnhart right after this. This episode brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you go to one of these stores? You have to drive all the way across town, and guess what they're going to do? They're going to go to their computer, and they're going to go to their distributors, and they're going to search for the parts that you're looking for, and they're going to do the same thing you could do right at your very own home, and that's order the parts but you can do it at rockauto.com where you will save time and save money. You will uh, pay a lot less than you would at some of those other auto parts stores. Rock Auto, they are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are always reliably low for every customer at Rock Auto. They have everything you would need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whatever it is. Discover how rockauto.com can help you. Go explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you're right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. It's rockauto.com. We're along here, Locked On SEC, continuing our conversation with Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart. I I think LSU bounces back this year. I think last year was an anomaly. They had a historically bad defense. It wasn't because they had bad players. It's because they had bad coaching. Bo Pelini is now gone. Mm -hmm. I think LSU will bounce back. The only problem is they play Bama and Tuscaloosa. They barely ever win there. It took Joe Burrow and a historically great offense Mm -hmm. to pull it off finally. Texas A&M does get them at home. Yep. Texas A&M is going to have a packed Kyle Field that they've been hungry and itching to get back in there and be raucous and loud. That's the one game that scares me if I'm Batman. I know they get Florida, but the one game is going to Kyle Field. What's Texas A&M going to look like? And if you're Jimbo, it's put up or shut up time. You came so close to making the playoff last year, mm-hmm. but you missed out. Why'd you miss out? Well, 28-point loss to Alabama. If you're going to do it, this seems like this could be the year. Yeah, you're both both teams have new quarterbacks, but like A and M, put up or shut up time. Well, I I, I like A and M. I like the way they've recruited the last four, three four years. They finally got some quality depth. They have a great running back in Isaiah Spiller. They've got to replace a couple of places on the offensive line. Defensively, they're just really really good. If if if. They can get good quarterback play, not great quarterback play, good quarterback play from Haynes King, who's going to be the new guy, I believe. Uh, you know, Kellen Mond's gone after nine years of eligibility. Uh, then the, I think they've got a real shot, uh, particularly since they're playing Alabama uh, at home. You yeah. know, Haynes King doesn't have to be good on day one, but he does have to be good on October 9th. Yeah. It's funny because they've got such a good run game at A&M. Isaiah Spiller, A-Shane, uh, you know, they, they, such a dynamic running back group. And they're going to run wild against the old Misses and you know, Mississippi State and Arkansas. But when you play Bama, it's different. And Les Miles learned this for years at LSU. They could do that. Leonard Fournette, Darius Geis, they could all run wild. But when they got to Bama, okay, what else you got? 
Can yep. you throw the ball? And so that's where I say A&M's got to have a passing game by the time they get to that game. I mentioned LSU. Just a quick thought on them. You know, again, I don't know why Ed Ogeron, people just want to discount him so quickly. The guy is two years removed from an undefeated season, right. a Heisman Trophy, a national championship. Yet I look at these coach power rankings and Dan Mullen's ahead of him. I'm like, what's mm-hmm. Dan Mullen done since he's been in the SEC? I right. mean, it's just all these things. And I just start to go, last year feels like that was the anomaly for LSU, that they're going to bounce back and be that 8, 9, 10-win team that they typically are. Right. And, and I think LSU is one of the most intriguing stories in this conference going into this season. Do they, they will bounce back. How much will they bounce back? You know, is it going to be Miles Brennan? Is it going to be Mac John, Max Johnson? What about the defense? Do they do they now, you know, sort of tighten things up with the new coordinator? How's the offensive system going to work? You know, and all those things. And so that I just think they're an intriguing football team right now. I've got them third behind Texas A&M. But that could absolutely change yeah. uh, if, if some of those things fall into place. And the Aggies come to Tiger Stadium this year. They have not won there yet since they've been in the SEC, mm-hmm. so we'll see what they're able to do. Thoughts on the two Mississippi schools? I mean, again, this feels like Mike Leach. Okay, you had a couple nice moments in year one. You had a couple really bad moments in year one. Right. What is this offense again at work in the SEC? And Lane Kiffin, the opposite. The offense, great. Looking awesome. You can compete with anybody. But the defense was absolutely god-awful. Should be improved this year, but how much improved? And can Ole Miss play spoiler this year? Let, let's start with Mike Leach. Uh, the, the, if you look at Leach's track record over his career, first seasons have been very rough. Second seasons have been better. Third seasons have been even better. So there's a progression there. As he installs his culture, it's not right for everybody. I said that that's an issue. So the question is, now in the second year, is Will Rogers still the quarterback? Uh, Jack Abraham that they're bringing in from Southern Miss, they didn't, they didn't bring him in. They brought him in to give competition. So how does that work in second year? What about the defense? The defense was top five in the league, was a good defense. Will they be as good? So we'll see. So I think that that's number one we'll see. Ole Miss was fascinating last year because when, if you talk to the Ole Miss people, they went they went 11 and 1. Right. They they absolutely they went don't don't look at what don't look at the score. We went 11 and 1. Yep. Uh, and we gave Alabama a run for their money. We yep. did all the stuff we wanted to do and we scored points. The problem though is that your defense wasn't just bad, it was historically bad. Yeah. 127 teams in FBS, they finished 126. <laughs> all right? Over 500 yards a game. The thing about it is they just have to improve a little bit. They just have to not they, – they can be bad. Mm-hmm. They just have to not be awful. And give Lane Kiffin one or two more possessions a game and you can win. So it, I, think with, uh, I think with their quarterback, they'll miss Elijah Moore. They absolutely will. But uh, I, I just think they're going to be a great off- offensive – which is why I have them uh, fourth. Last, qu- Auburn. Yeah. Last question for you. Of the new head coaches – who achieves the most success in year one? Oh, I, I think it's Brian Harson at Auburn. I think he, first of all, he inherits the best roster of the group uh, that are starting, starting over. Uh, that's number one. He surrounded himself with. This is what you do when you come into the SEC from somewhere else in the world. You hire you hire people like Mike Bobo and Derek Mason who understand the culture of this league, what it takes to win, and who know that recruiting is basically hand to hand combat, and the, and they know how to do that. So I think they'll 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 have a, a decent year, uh, and he'll get his program established. I really like Tank Bixby, their running back, a lot. So I think they will they will run the ball. And can Bo Nix be a consistent SEC quarterback? 
He's a talented SEC quarterback now, but can he be consistent, particularly when they go on the road? Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football. Always great to see you, my man. Okay, good to see you. Thanks so much. All right, that is just about going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. Appreciate you guys for listening. Remember to subscribe. We're here for you five days a week talking all things SEC football. Count down the days to the start of the season. We'll be getting into our uh, school previews over these next couple weeks. We're going to run through all 14 teams and also continue to bring you up-to-date news that you need to know from fall camp and around the conference. I am Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC. A quick reminder, betting on the SEC does not have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and Lee Sterling, handicapping expert Lee Sterling with daily picks, wrong team favored, uh, Lee's lock of the day. Follow Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you guys tomorrow.